0: Um, i'm simon North and i am absolutely delighted to have with me today nathan smith who's the founder and md of the chat marketing agency we are gather and we're going to be talking about chat chatbots humans lead generation service all that whole, whole sort of area lots to talk about in this space lots have been going on for years but also of course there's ai which seems to come up in every conversation these days but let me stop waffling hi nathan how are you doing <laughs>
1: very well thank you very much um i'm super delighted to be here simon um it's an exciting time to be involved in anything to do with chat markets i don't even think we were getting invites into podcasts this time last year but right (laughs) now it's an exciting subject right we're riding the crest of the wave i don't know whether we're at the peak or on the downward bit or on the upward bit but probably on the upward bit right
0: I think so, right? I mean, I mean look, chat chat's been around for a long time, of course. Um, chat support and you know, most of the big well, I'd say probably venture saying all of the big sort of CRM systems and automation platforms have some kind of chat service. And you know, of course you can build your conversations and you can have a human service, and that's been around for a while. But you know, I think with the the growth of AI and, and the marketing industry embracing it more, the the potential for it is growing and how people yeah. are implementing that is changing significantly, right? So So, I mean, before we get into that, Nathan, tell me a little bit about you, uh, just so everyone understands your credentials and sort of how you fell into the chat marketing.
1: So, I um, I don't even know whether this is a subject anymore at university, but I did a master's degree. Someone maybe can tell me in computer integrated manufacturing, of which a significant element of that was artificial intelligence and this was in the early 1990s Loughborough University from there I went to work for a very long time for Siemens a big engineering company had a um, so very big shout out to everybody listening from Siemens Um, and then from Siemens I um, started my own business worked in I guess marketing for the first time uh, for a significant amount of time and it, that wasn't just me. I I started a business, actually, with my wife, yeah? It was called okay. Smith & Smith. Um, it actually became a, a, a really decent business. We would have put more effort into the name if we actually thought it was going to turn into something decent. Like, <laughs> But at the time, we called it Smith and & Smith. And we, I exited that several years ago and didn't really do too much for the into into meaning years, and around right about 2018, 2019, went to America, went to a conference, um, really genuinely just out of interest to see what was happening, um, and I wouldn't say fell in love with chat marketing, but it was the road, that was the absolute moment, the road to Damascus experience, mm. and I really thought this is something I want to get into, Um, I came straight back, raised some finance, started a business. Exactly here we are now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was was a very, very different place even in 2019. Yeah. Four years ago, Mm -hmm. starting a business with, you know, all the challenges of no clients, no real proposition, Um, speaking to people about automation and chat. That's a very different conversation even in 2023 right now. So and i think what i say when I, I often when i'm talking about it is i mean i absolutely love working in this sector love designing chatbots i love working with my clients um but the elephant in the room is lots and lots of people have had bad experiences right mm-hmm. with chatbots as well and i don't quite know why that is i think the whole industry was oversold several years ago, yeah mm-hmm. um I think that's one reason that that, that that it was it was really oversold. People had bad experiences with them mm. another element of it is there's some great products out there that are sort of off the shelf um, let's call it i don't know whether bottom end of the market's the right term, but mm. the sort of off-the-shelf design, and then you build and design them yourself. Yeah. Like rudimentary pro- And you know what? They can do a great job, mm-hmm. but you can build something really crappy as well. And I yeah. think people can take them off the shelf, try and build quite a poor experience, and, and, and that that's prol- proliferated in the industry at the moment. So yeah. it's quite often if I'm ever in any social situation or work situation, people will say, I absolutely hate what you do. Yeah. <laughs> or, and here's yeah. why I yeah. got to holiday to New York and it was this experience. And Yeah. You know, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's,
0: it's funny. Cause it, it, I, I get what you're saying. And, and I think, um, I, I've had that experience. I'm, I imagine everyone listening has had that experience. You, I, th- I think it's the same as when you, when you look at, um, uh, the phone systems, right? And um, I've had been involved in many of those um, designing of phone options over the years. And, and you know, when you can get caught in loops and sent down rabbit holes, you press one for this, press two for this, and you end up getting hung up on or back where you started. And you know, sometimes those same um, journey designers, if you like, are now designing the chatbots and you end up with yeah. the same disaster just on your screen instead of in your ear, right? So yeah. um, I think it's exactly that experience. But I think that takes takes us to the sort of the first really core point is that you know to have um, to have a, a, a chat in place for your brand, your service, whatever it might be, you've got to think it through, right? You've got to have a strategy. So, my first question to you, Nathan, would be, you know, how do, where do you start with that? Because as I say, it's easy to just put together an experience which may be good or bad, but how do you put together you know, an actual chat strategy?
1: So. Um... So that's, I think, is that the first time that we've used that term chat strategy? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: let's throw it yeah.
1: out there. Yeah, so it's a good term. In fact, the first time I heard it was in 2019 right. and, um, at that conference in America around mm. chat, um, so it. It gives and, and I'm sure many people listening today that might even be the first time they've heard that term what, you know, what is a chat strategy mm-hmm. and I think the, the starting point of that is by saying that in two thousand and twenty three this is a tipping point this year um, worldwide, regardless of age, regardless of demographic who you are, where you are, what you're doing, the primary channel of communication is going to be chat. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. going to say chat, that's WhatsApp, that? Messenger, WeChat, SMS. It's on our phones, it's the way we communicate. And if you're under 35, it already is your primary channel. So if we join the dots up here, if we've got a business, an organization, if we've got clients, if we've got customers, and their primary channel, the primary way that they communicate is via their phone on chat. Well, we have to ask the question: Do we need to chat strategy in our business? Mm. And the answer to that may be no, not right now, because we are doubling down on direct mail, or mm, mm. it just doesn't work for our product or service. And it mm. absolutely might be a valid position, but in many, many, many cases. Um, businesses and organizations are now turning Say, what we need something. We need whatever we call it. Is it a chat strategy? Yeah, that's what we need. We need some way, if our clients and customers are on chat, we need some thinking behind how we're going to engage in this. And as is always the case, business lags behind the way that we socially live and work and play. Mm. Yeah? If everybody on this podcast wants to, Uh, uh, get behind Simon's kind offer of going to the pub afterwards. Simon's going to buy all the drinks. We're going to organise that via WhatsApp, right? This Mm -hmm. is the way that, this is the order of things. Um, So it presents a brand new area of marketing, right? It's an important channel but also it needs to fit into that omni-channel sort of strategy. It's another element. Um that that's there. And the way that we chat as well is different to the way that we may communicate over the telephone, over mm-hmm. video, certainly through email. Chat is different. Yeah. And that presents a, an also a very different difficult issue around all things in marketing, around tone of voice, yep. style, uh yeah, how do we get around that? That's all in there as well. That's mm. all in there. So, so, so if, there's, if there's someone listening
0: and thinking, do you know what, actually, I hadn't really thought about it strategically. Okay, we've got a chatbot on our site, but we haven't really thought about how we deal with you know, Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp or you know, how we're consistent and where mm. uh, where we can use this for customer service versus where we could use it for lead generation or you know, a number of other services. Where do they start? Where does someone start with thinking, okay, look, I've got to get this strategy together what are my sort of first few considerations to you know, get me structuring a yeah. strategy?
1: Okay, so I guess here is um, where the first mistake, it's its really nothing actually to do with the chatbot, or the technology, isn't it? So we have mm-hmm. to get back to good old-fashioned whiteboard, pen, piece of paper, and talking about all those basic things such as, What is it we're trying to do? What problem are we trying to solve? Uh, uh, What is our ambition? What is our goal here? Yeah. Yeah. And that's different from business to business. But let me give you, say, a couple of examples. Um, There's a couple of quite clear uh, uh, solutions that we're trying to solve, depending on what business you're in. Mm -hmm. You may be in a business that requires customer service support. Yeah? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. there's a a classic use of a chatbot. You may be in a business that wants to increase lead generation. You may be in a business that wants a combination of both of those elements. You may be a recruitment business Mm -hmm. that wants to engage candidates via chat. You may be an e-commerce business that wants to use chat as part of its abandoned cart recovery yeah so it all it's you know there's many 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 different use cases, and we can talk about each each and every one of them in turn i mean let's take for instance actually let's go to e commerce mm-hmm. um i've got three teenage boys um they are consistently buying um i was going to say rubbish yeah <laughs> from I know you, I mean. don't, you know so they're consistently buying great products from You know, everything from JD Sports to uh, 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 Boohoo Man and all of these sorts of things. The way that these companies... Well, um, um, I might be corrected here, but Abandoned Cart, something like 70% of all Add to Cart result in Abandoned Cart. Something Mm -hmm. like that. Something ridiculously high. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of them, companies... Can recover maybe 10, 20, 30% of them. Mm -hmm. The way that companies try and recover them traditionally is via email. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you've got really sophisticated businesses sending teenagers emails saying, you've left this dodgy looking tracksuit in your basket. Mm. Are you sure this 10% voucher won't encourage you to check out? Yeah. Yeah? There's something wrong with that picture. There's something wrong with that picture. Yeah. Teenagers. I don't know. Certainly maybe mine aren't that representative, but, um, they live on chat, right? They're not not checking their email. So that's a, that's a classic, that's a classic, uh, place where chat has, um, a place. If we look at customer service, um, so this is a really interesting insight um, around the whole ecosystem around employment, training. It's th- this is all all in there, Simon. So we work with lots of lots of insurance companies, lots of insurance firms. Yeah, um, they need customer service support, no doubt about it. Customers want to speak to them about that, everything from, you know, how to make a claim, to, uh, is my policy going to want to renew, etc, etc. But mm-hmm. there's an awful amount of repetitive stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the big challenges for customer service at the moment is that we employ people, which is difficult in itself, we then train those people, they become extremely competent. In fact, they've got a very, very broad knowledge across the whole customer service uh, 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 issue. And then they turn up, hand the notice in and go into railing or go to a competitor for 5% more or Mm. just say, actually, I've just had enough, yeah? So the whole recruitment model is quite broken at the moment. It's super difficult to even find someone. It is super, super, super difficult to then keep them in that position. Mm. yeah this isn't working this isn't work. businesses know this isn't working mm-hmm. so ideally what we could do with is somebody who we could employ train up keep them in that job they would work eight days a week they would work 24 7 and it'd be great we don't really want chatbots but guess what chatbots do work eight days a week and they do work 24 seven mm. and they may not be as smart as you, but they are getting cleverer and cleverer. And if they can't ask, answer a question today, tomorrow they can answer it. Mm. So they get smarter. And over that very basic layer of particularly in customer service, they're going to be the smartest person in the business in three months' time, right? Because they've had mm. exposure to so many questions and they've, they're have learning consistently. Mm. So it becomes a fraction of the cost of employing someone to do that role. And, it's, it, it's and it works really well. And it I mean works that, really well.
0: It brings us sort of nicely onto the, the topic of, of AI, which um, I think we briefly mentioned at the beginning. Um, you know, as, as you say, you can, you can build your own sort of chatbots in terms of, less bot i suppose more sort of a methodical working its way through um, a set of questions uh which is you know it's quite 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 an established old school way of doing it but obviously with the onset and growth of of ai recently there's there's a lot of potential for the chatbots to um to learn and to add value um in answering those questions and and understanding what the common problems are and even to feed that data back into the business and say hey look these are these are the issues that we're seeing most often and this is where we need to make changes strategically there's an awful lot of power in that depending on the volume of of your um uh, your consumers that come through your your yeah. properties of course uh, but um yeah lots of potential in that so i mean what's going on with regards to ai and chat at the moment and how can um, how can people take advantage of that
1: um so the, i i think first of all it's very very difficult to be an expert in this space yeah yeah right? yeah uh, um mainly because it's moving so fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it really is. So we're presented almost every week with a new large language model, uh, ever more sophisticated and cheaper prices, often free. Yeah, the two that m- most people will be quite familiar with are ChatGPT. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yes. Uh, and, say, Google Bard. Is mm-hmm. that fair? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah. Uh, um, but they're, they're absolutely not the only games in town, and there's going to be lots more. Um, I think let's let's do this podcast again in 24 months' time. This space is going. To, in fact, let's just do it in know, 12 time. weeks' time. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to look quite different. I think one of the challenges is for businesses is, is in terms of how you know. Okay, well, how do we use um, these tools in our businesses? Yeah. Um, We're already being exposed to lots of examples of how how we can do that. Everything from um, it's like an additional sort of helpmate, an additional brain that's uh, uh, going to support us in writing, support us in uh, um, uh, data uh, analysis, Mm. support us even in our developers in coding as well. Mm. Uh, In terms of how we use them in chatbots, it it presents lots of... um, challenging um issues firstly around let's say if you're working with an insurance business and they want to use chat gpt Mm -hmm. uh, so speaking quite generally here but a lot of clients in our experience just want like a a very secure closed um um, walled environment that their data is going to be trained on Mm -hmm. yeah Yep. So that we have to respond to that. So quite often these large language models aren't able to offer that. Where they are, off, are able to support them, if uh, if we had, let's say, a client who was a think of an example, a large garden centre yeah, and they wanted good advice about geraniums when to plant them and what is the best compost to use mm-hmm. apologies to any keen gardeners out there, I've just they're words I've never even used before. I think I've got in
0: my garden, but I have no idea what I'm doing. So yeah. I, I presume they're still yeah. alive, but I have no idea
1: what. <laughs> Yeah. So so, so the tools are great for these more generic uh, uh, um, terms, but where we want to con- a controlled environment around our data and our responses and what our data is being trained on, that, mm. that presents a lot more complex issues. Yep. And it's one that everybody is still, um, you know, with the exception is if you've got a couple of billion pounds in your your bank account, um, it's one that most SME, even large businesses are struggling with, you know, Mm. what do we want? What works for us is we've got our own platform um, uh, and our clients want a very bespoke uh, bot made for them, trained on their data and understanding what it's being trained on and how it's progressing, Yeah. Mm. that that is that's changing that's changing right but and of course the responses that we that it's all fine using a desktop as well uh say if you wanted to use google bard and say give me an overview of i don't know the russian revolution yeah yeah um fantastic not so good if you're using it in chat yeah Mm. because it just doesn't lend itself by the time we get from Lenin to Trotsky to Stalin, there's just too much information for us to, you know, uh, uh, have read through on chat. Mm. It doesn't work so well. So we're all working out what's the most optimum text, you know, length, size, you know, Mm. how to present it, what's the styling around that. So on and so hmm. forth. So, put together a revolution in there as well. I
0: think it's great to have a platform that, that is able to have uh, to feed off very specific data sets and therefore create very relevant yeah. responses. Now, and and I've spent quite a lot of my career actually in, in insurance and in some senior level positions in, in a number of, of the big insurers. So, it's an industry I know well and I, and I get where you're coming from with that um, in, entirely. So, um, sort of FS marketing is. Um, a big area for me and and, and my um, my strategic agency, so um, I I get that um, really really well. Um, I, I think the, the the question for me, the re- really interesting question this this brings up, is we've got. I mean, I should say the old fashioned way of doing chatbots, which is really not old fashioned, is still the most common way of doing chatbots, which is really following these journeys, right? And then we have the sort of current a fast-growing area of using AI to learn and understand and, yep. and therefore have relevant um, tailored communications with each individual. But then, of course, we've still got humans, right? And we know that AI can't do everything. We know it makes mistakes. We know it will have gaps. Uh, we know there's a certain empathy and, and and some sort of life skills and experience that humans can bring that AI at the moment can't bring to the same extent. So, yeah, if someone's sitting there saying, do you know what, I've got my AI journeys. Sorry, I've got my traditional chatbot journeys on various platforms. I'm, I'm experimenting a little bit with AI at the moment, but I've still got a customer service team and a sales team over here that are having conversations with people. Where's the right blend of what should just be following a process? What should be using AI? Where should I yeah. bring humans into it? Have you got any thoughts around how that
1: how that mix yeah. might play out? Yeah, yeah for sure. So. I think it's worth mentioning chatbots are fantastic at providing uh, insights into the way that our customers speak about our business. It it gives us a layer of information that we've previously not seen. Mm. It's like having a secret listening device that's able to tell you how customers are talking about you.
0: Mm. That's what
1: it's like having a chatbot. And the reason I mention that is because when we're designing a chatbot, there's you know, crudely speaking, there's like a t- couple of different steps. One of them is designing these pre-arranged steps or conversational flows that we would like people to uh, basically proceed down. I say mm-hmm. you'd like people to proceed down that we would present as options for people to proceed down based on their uh, uh, the context of what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. But that's ever changing because this secret listening device that we have, you know, some people might say, well, none of those options you're asking for uh, um, suit me. So I'm just going to ask you straight out, how do I cancel my order? Yeah. 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 And we haven't, we haven't, wow, we haven't, we forgot, we haven't built a flow around canceling orders. Well, you're going to find that out pretty quickly. Because the data, you know, is that, you know, that we're able to sort of like see this and then feed that back to business and say, do you know what? Lots and lots of people are are talking about canceling the order. Maybe we need to sort of like implement a conversation around this. That's first first of all um, around the general design. But there's always going to be a question that the bot can't answer, right? Mm And how we deal with that is really important. So there's two ways of dealing with it. There's sort of best practice way, which is to give what's called a default response. A default response could be anything like, "Hi, I'm a chatbot. I can't answer that. Here's what I can do." Mm-hmm. Um, and then you could give them a couple of options. You could sort of say things like, oh, would you like a, to book a callback?" Would you like to speak at this point to a live chat agent if that was available? Mm -hmm. Or would you just like to maybe try again? That's one way of dealing with a default response. Another way of dealing with um, somebody who's asked a question and the bot can't answer it is just to keep them in some Kafkaesque, nightmarish (laughs) cul-de-sac, going round and round and round, unable to get out of it. Mm. until they can scream their way out of it. Been there. And there's lots and lots of examples around that. And that's a, that's a good little insight into why people are frustrated with the industry because people have built quite poor experiences yeah. around it for sure. There's definitely a movement in the industry. Um, live chat is great, right? I don't think live chat is going anywhere too fast. But whereas in the old world... And I'll say the old world one or two years ago that it would have been a live chat first approach. Yeah. There's, you know, let's put live chat on our website. Uh, We'll have it from nine to five. Fantastic. One of the challenges with live chat that I hear is I don't like jumping on my phone at nine o'clock at night when I'm watching Netflix trying to cancel my order. And I get through to somebody on your live chat and all they can do is say, thanks very much. Let me take your details. I'll get someone to give you a call back tomorrow when they're actually in work. Mm. That's not a great live chat experience. But of course, because most live chat is sort of subcontracted out to other firms and other businesses, you know, and that's a model that works, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's the worst criticism you can give of it is it's a, a very glorified message taking service. Mm. So there's definitely been a movement to wow, well, you know, if bots can answer 50, 60, 70, 80, 90% of all our frequently asked questions, and then we're left with this 10% portion. Where we can deal with it as a default response, and in that default response, between the hours of nine till five, we could land, uh, we could um, pass them over to a live chat agent. And previously, where we had five live chat agents, now we only need one live chat agent because they're only dealing with a tenth of the calls that they were previously dealing with. That mm. will work, and so mm. that's definitely the rate of change, one hundred percent. I cannot tell you how many people. Contact us or inquiries. You speak to us and say we've currently got live chat. We currently have, you know, uh, you, you know, this is our model. We'd like to automate some of this. Will it that be possible? Mm-hmm. And in every case, it's yeah, of course. We know what people are talking about and asking. We mm-hmm. can automate quite comfortably many of those questions. Awesome.
0: So uh, oh, I think we're out of time, Nathan. There's a, there's a so much more we could talk about in this space, but um, but that's been brilliant. So there's a lot going on. In the world of chat live chat chat bots but you know the, a huge um uh, uh, focus on obviously ai and we we know that's disrupting everything at the moment but clearly going to play a major part there i think you know if someone is looking for uh answers to questions around what their chat strategy should be and whether in fact they should have one um and uh, you know what what ai means to them and how they can build it um definitely they should be coming to you right um do you want to give a little very quick 30 seconds on how they get hold of you and the agency
1: Yeah, so you can find us from wearegabber.com. There's an opportunity to uh, 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 just book a demo or give us a call through the website. And, of course, um, we are open 24-7, eight days a week, for a chat with you. So... What's not awesome. to like,
0: right? Awesome. Good. All right. 24 seven chat. Got to, got to live the message, right? Um, that's awesome. So, thanks everyone for listening to this episode of For the Love of Marketing. Um, don't forget to like and subscribe uh, to the podcast, and we'll uh, look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thanks a lot, Nathan. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Simon. Cheers, everyone.